It's Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the Packers. <laughs> yes, sir. With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Hundley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV comment. Okay, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack, go. This is Joey welcoming you to another episode of Underage Packers, episode 24. Today, me and Big B are going to be recapping the Packers' week three win over the New Orleans Saints. Big B, how are you doing on this third consecutive victory Monday? Oh, I am doing pretty good. Doing Doing all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So how many Dr. Peppers did you have last night, including the cocaine edition? <laughs> Around seven. All right. I, I think I capped it off at about three. I ho- held off during the day. I was pretty tired. But, uh, you know, ended up at three. Maybe next Monday after a long day uh, at school, I'll, maybe I'll be a little bit more uh, yeah, a lot of ball game left for next Monday to be chugging all those uh, Dr. Peppers. So today in this format, we're basically going to look at what worked for both teams, what did not work for both those teams, and then take a few little recap steps and what we learned. So let's start off. What worked for the Green Bay Packers? Obviously, they won 37-30, to 30, so what worked for them? Um, the two inties of football is like what I like to call it. I wish there was a more catchy phrase, but the inties. Yeah, efficiency and consistency on offense. Now, uh, we we talked about this after week one, that if the offense scores a certain amount of times, if they score every time they get the ball, if they score so often, then it won't even matter what the defense does. If they're able to put up a 40-burger every week, then it won't even matter how many yards Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Chris Carson runs over on them. All right, so, and they definitely did that last night. Alvin Kamara had a few good carries there, had some explosive plays, but they were too efficient, too consistent on the offense, holding on to the ball for quite a while. Uh, big key to that was the passing game. Aaron Rodgers went out there. I can't remember his exact stats, but he was dotting some people up. Alan Lazard getting two deep bombs, a great one to Mercedes Lewis. Big dog. What a catch by him. Uh, and obviously another one going in on the offense is the play coin. And I I feel like a proud dad of Matt LaFleur. You just see him develop and you see him turn this offense into his own. Very, very great. You know, it's like you see progress. You're getting away from the Mike McCarthy stuff except a particular play call in the game later down the road. And uh, especially uh, the bootlegs, that was a new feature we saw this week. We obviously had Tyler Irvin in motion. We could make a whole drinking game out of drinking every time Tyler Irvin goes in motion because it happens a lot. We also, Big B added this to the script, what worked for the Packers, Jamal Williams did. He just did, you know, getting a few good carries there, running through a Muller after face like Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, that's and- about because Jamal Williams is the goat. The goat. goat. Woo! 
I always need that to start my Monday morning. And finally, the defense came out when they were needed. Obviously, they they didn't come out all game. They allowed Alvin Kamara to run over them a few times. But they, other than that, they got the turnover. They got the stops when they needed. They got the sacks. Great stuff from the defense. Big B, how about you tell us what did not work for the Packers this game? Okay. Fourth and one. Yeah. Mike McCarthy vibes everywhere. Yeah. That one fourth down call, um, it was pretty bad. Yeah, Aaron Jones, like little just in the play before that is third and five, and we do a just that same exact play really. I think it was Jamal Williams, and yeah, just did not work out, especially with Lucas Patrick at right guard. And then that sounds like to him that it's just like you know, there's definitely a lot, a lot of better offensive guards than him. Uh, what else you got? Tackling is the second one. Tackling was god awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch that game, that that was just pitiful performance. I could tackle better. All right, I could tackle better. Put me in a defensive tackle. I'll yeah. tackle every person that tries to run through me. I know. I was thinking, you know, when Alvin Kamara's on that deep run, like you know, uh, if I'm at safety, I might be like five foot three, but I mean, I I can go out there and at least like grab his sock or something like you know Jair Alexander and Adrian Amos looks like me out there in Madden trying to hit stick everybody we have the health of the Packers yes Uh, just even coming into this week with Adam St. Clark and this could definitely be credited to the shortened preseason shortened offseason but man those linebackers, Rashawn Gary and Christian Kirksey, that's definitely going to be a little bit of a toll on us, especially Gary with the way he's been playing these first three weeks. So hopefully they can have a quick recovery. That bye will definitely help us. And the fact, you know, the Falcons aren't a premier talent coming in uh, to Monday night. But you never know. They've put up quite an impressive score. They just haven't held on to the past three weeks or two against Chicago and Dallas. Looking like the 2018 Green Bay Packers. Yes, yeah. That Let's team. talk about what works for the Saints. We talked plenty about Alvin Kamara. He was their key. We knew that he was going to be their only hope going into this game Mike, with Michael Thomas out and just the old declining Drew Brees. So he had a few big carries there. And also the short passing game. And, you know, I think this was really a combination of of both Drew Brees doubting his talent to make those accurate um, accurate and long throws there and what Mike Patton was giving him. And I, it's an interesting tactic. I don't know if it was by design or not, but I think it worked pretty well. There was obviously some times where they broke one off and got a ton of yards after the catch. But I, I, like, I like the idea of just giving them these short gains, but – we we got to have better linebacker cover right there. I'm expecting Christian Kirksey, Raven Green to be up there tackling them. We shouldn't have Adrian Amos have to come up and have him allowing eight yards. You know, not a good look right there. So Saints obviously lost this game. What did not work? What what didn't work for the Saints this week? Okay, pass coverage deep. It feels like every time when Alan Lazard ran. He was open, all right? Yeah. Pass it. The safeties, I don't know if they were even on the <laughs> field during a couple of them plays. Yeah. 
Lack of explosive plays. Of course, they got a couple of them. Got a couple of explosive plays, a.k.a. Alvin Kamara getting a couple of explosive plays. Um, also, that one on the goal line for their, for their defense. Yeah. Was on, what Jamal Williams was in, too. Got ran over. Blame <laughs> um, it on Matt LaFleur. That wasn't Jamal's fault. Yeah, that was like that was awful play call and scheme. Blame it on the O-line. It wasn't Jamal's fault. Yep. And the last one is trying to be too cute with the play calls and Taysom Hill. All right. Yeah. I love Taysom Hill. <laughs> he went to college with Jamal Williams at BYU. You have the honor of doing so. Yep. But Sean Payton's trying just trying to force the ball in his hands. Yeah, it's like you get, you're taking the ball away from Drew Brees. You're taking the ball away from Alvin Kamara. Look, sure, Taysom has some versatility, and sure, you wanna you might want to like, oh, boy, we're paying this guy $7 million a year. We better get him out there a little bit. But yeah. they were being too cute, and that was what won us the game, a play where uh, – I mean, I don't know if Zedarius just broke through way too quick and it had anything to do with Taysom Hill's inexperience at quarterback. Not that he's inexperienced or his first snap, but obviously it's a lot, a lot, a lot less than a normal NFL quarterback. So I'm not sure the game plan there. I'm not sure what even was going on in that play. It looked like it was supposed to be a draw, yeah, but I he just to... held on to the ball. An option type deal or... Yeah. Whatever it was, it did not work out for Sean Payton. But so let's let's do this. What did we learn today? I'm gonna be writing an article on this later today, but what did we learn or in yesterday's game? I'm gonna go with this. Devontae Adams does not need to be the centerpiece of this offense, which I love. Uh, not that I love Devontae Adams being hurt and not seeing the field. And it, we just definitely do better when we're spreading the ball around on offense. And I love seeing guys like Jay Sternberger, Robert Tanyan, and even big dog Mercedes Lewis get the ball a whole lot more. I guess one thing I would have liked to see more is kind of what we did last week where we had thrown over the middle crazy stuff. We got picks going on around. But every team is different. I'm sure that was a specific thing they saw with the Lions going on there. But either way, a pretty good game. I think the... Big Saint, like like you mentioned, the lack of explosive plays for the Saints. The Packers just played a really good game. They threw a, some explosive plays in there, and they were able to come out with a win, obviously. What was the biggest thing you learned uh, from last night, Big B? The run defense is still effing garbage. Yeah, just like a moldy piece of cheese at this point, a moldy piece of Swiss cheese at that. Like, I don't even know what to say. It's just so bad. Yeah. So I feel we need to have, like, a scientific investigation on who's to blame Mike Pettin or the personnel. Obviously, you look at some plays where these players are missing tackles, and then you look at some plays where it feels like every time you're going to have these four guys, Zedarius, Preston, then Lowry, and whoever is replacing Clark at the that specific play, they're going to all go in. Their easy hole opens up right between Lowry and Lancaster, and boom, they're off. They, the Saints also – one play that they did pretty well was at the start of the game. might have even been the play, first play. We got Taysom Hill. Um, I wish I knew the word for it, but he Taysom Hill, he goes to his side. He blocks his guy, which is Darius. Then he moves on from once he's uh, 
broke shed Taysom's Hill block, and you got a guard coming over, which is great stuff by Sean Payton, and they were able to get out to the outside. But, yeah, run defense was not looking good at all. Got to tackle. And then, yeah, there's just you don't know who to blame it on. So let's wrap it up, and we'll, we'll go through one or two more things here, and then I'll end it off with a mini rant. So after Rashawn Gary went out, we saw Jonathan Garvin come in, and he played pretty much the rest of the game, and he was phenomenal. Really, in the second half, he got a lot of pressures on Drew Brees. I think he might have even got a sack, or at least a half a sack. Got pretty close to Drew getting a, a tackle in the backfield there. Um, Garvin, you Ty Summers coming in. Not that he did too well of a job, but he didn't do too bad of a job where it was too noticeable, you know. Uh, on the offense, Alan Lazar, we already knew he was a beast, but once again, getting some big plays in there. A great game, everybody stepping up. Billy Wynn as well. We we better not lose with Billy Wynn in the lineup. Getting a pass deflection, baby. Billy Wynn getting us the W, all because of Billy Wynn. And finally, Aaron Rodgers is 10 times greater than Drew Brees at this point in their career. And yeah. they're... Yep. Over the next, how old is Drew? Is he 39, 38? 49, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Google, how old is Drew Brees? 41, I did not even know that. So he's five years older than Aaron Rodgers. He's taken these short dunks. And, you know, look, I, I don't blame Drew for taking what the offense or what the defense gives him, but he looks like Tom Brady. He's doubting his arm. Aaron Rodgers, if he's given that, yeah, he's going to mostly take those, but he's also going to find a guy down deep, and he's going he's gonna to give him a chance once in a while. And to end it off, just something that really ticked me off on Twitter, um, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here. And, you know, I was thinking of doing, like, a whole briefing of this guy's Twitter timeline, but I was like, you know what, we'll just deconstruct this one point he made and Uh-oh. everything stupid he said. He basically – uh-oh. Yeah, he be- he said Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tweeted in like the second quarter after we're two and a half games through the NFL season. He says, uh, the Smith brothers suck this year. There's no way around it. Like, that is such a stupid comment. When Zadarius, I mean, he has a sack. He's getting pressure on them. When you think Zadarius and Preston Smith are coming in, who I, I'm pretty sure didn't even have a season starting last year or before they came to Green Bay, and they're getting 25 sacks. Yeah, because nobody is planning for them. They don't have any game film. They're focused, they're focused on Kenny Clark, and that's pretty much it. They're not scared of Zadarius and Preston Smith until week six when they realize, all right, these guys are legit. And then Kenny Clark goes out. They have a full film of tape, and now they don't have to worry about Kenny Clark. They're not scared of Tyler Hick boy Lancaster, I'm telling you, all right? He says, so people were pretty much saying what I'm saying right now. You are so stupid. And he says, I'm done with this app. I can't even say the truth without homers coming at me. This fan base is so toxic. Like, it's full of homers. Like I, didn't, I did not see that one. Yeah, it's like that's a really bold statement to make that we're homers. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, we're, we are homers, okay? But... When you say something like that, and it's three weeks through, okay, maybe if it was like 60, we're at the end of the season, and Zadarius and Preston Smith have barely done anything all season, but fans are still holding on to them, then maybe you can call them homers. But when it's three 
three games in and people are saying give it some time and you're going to call them homers, let's what, chill out with that. What this reminds me of is Christian Yelich this year. It just feels, you know, it's like Christian Yelich this year. Was last year like his coming out party? Last two, actually. Uh, so, you, you know, know, everybody. MVP last year, but he didn't. Yeah, but then he had a little bit slight, you know, mm-hmm. runoff this year. But he's still a legend, still the GOAT. Do you have any other thoughts, any other people to expose, any other writers to give great comments to Big B? I got I to gotta do something real quick. Shout out to the Jamal Williams show on Game On Wisconsin, baby. Tuesday nights at, what is it, 6, six o'clock? 6 Central. Shout yeah. out Game On Wisconsin. Definitely go watch everything they got going on on Game On Wisconsin, especially the Jamal Williams show. The Goats! <laughs> they are also doing a raffle, so make sure you go head, head over there. Big B. You win free beer. You win free beer. Free beer. I hope you win that raffle for beer, and you, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, they should literally just give you Dr. Pepper. I'll take it. Dr. The, yeah. Well, oh, and also, let, let's just give a shout-out to Wes Hockwitz. Calling what? out, like, because, you know, he's not supposed to, like, say anything controversial, but he's going out here dissing all these people. Oh, he's not a – Alan Lazard just caught a touchdown pass, and he is indeed not a first-round wide receiver. We love it, Wes. Please come on the show. Well, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for episode number 24 of uh, Underage Packers Podcast. Make sure you come back this Friday where we are previewing with a special guest this time around the Monday night game against the Atlanta Falcons. It might actually come out Saturday. We'll see how the schedule is going. But, Never know. But make sure you head over to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and we will see you later. Peace.